Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, March 5th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Parents and teachers worry requiring standardized tests this spring will add to student stress. But officials and researchers say the data is still valuable. It is not a perfect year, and I think we will have to have an asterisk on this year. But if we don't do it at all, we won't know. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on the debate over standardized testing during a pandemic. A proposal to forgive federal unemployment overpayments for some Missouri residents during the pandemic is headed to the state Senate. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports House members overwhelmingly passed the bill, but not without debate on whether to put the measure into effect immediately. Some Republicans didn't want an emergency clause. They said in conversation with the Department of Labor and the governor's office, they learned there wouldn't be enough time to get paperwork and training done. Plus, they said both entities agreed to stop trying to collect the money. But Representative Peter Meredith, a Democrat from St. Louis, wasn't having it. He says this gives Governor Mike Parson total authority. If we take this emergency clause off of this, we aren't making him do anything. It's back in his power to decide whatever the hell he wants to do. And he's already shown us what he wants to do. Collect this money back and punish the people that received it. Parson says he's receptive to the proposal, but won't commit to a, quote, blanket forgiveness plan. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll. St. Louis Public Radio. Governor Parson will begin allocating more coronavirus vaccines to the St. Louis and Kansas City areas. He says the state will hold additional mass vaccination events starting next week for the urban populations strictly using the Johnson & Johnson single-dose shot. This will help increase the scale and efficiency of these events as vaccination teams will not need to return for boosters. Parson says urban regions in the state are not being shortchanged on doses, but he recognizes there is more vaccine hesitancy in rural areas. The governor says there will be two vaccine teams for Kansas City and three for St. Louis. More than three million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine have been administered in Illinois, but more than two-thirds have gone to white residents. As Hannah Meisel reports, Governor J.B. Pritzker hopes opening vaccine clinics and health centers and safety net hospitals will reach more people of color. Four federally qualified health centers and five safety net hospitals across Illinois will receive several hundred vaccine doses per week under a new pilot program focused on vaccinating hard-to-reach communities. Pritzker acknowledged the disparities in who has been vaccinated so far and said the state must combat distrust that's festered for decades. We have to meet people where they are. We also want to be sure that we're getting vaccines to black and brown people who have too often been denied health care that should be their right. More than 950,000 Illinoisans are now fully vaccinated, but 70 percent of those are white. Black and Latino Illinoisans have borne the brunt of COVID, getting sick and dying from the virus at higher rates than whites. I'm Hannah Meisel. St. Louis County officials are distributing the COVID-19 vaccine to residents and workers at group homes and housing facilities. County Executive Sam Page says fire districts continue to prioritize facilities that did not qualify for the federal vaccination program. It has partnered pharmacies with senior facilities to easily vaccinate residents. 
Page says up to 1,000 residents in area group homes have not been vaccinated. Most residents in St. Louis County have already received vaccine from the federal vaccination program um, driven by their long-term pharmacy provider. St. Louis County is working to address those that have been missed. County officials say they will also focus on people who can't leave their homes. More details about that will be released soon. Missouri students will sit down for state assessments soon. For some, it will be their first time in a classroom in more than a year. Many teachers and parents say testing should be canceled. But education officials counter the data is critical. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports. When the pandemic forced schools to close their doors last March, it was just a few weeks before statewide assessments were scheduled to begin, and Missouri's education department canceled them. A year later, teachers and parents say the tests should be skipped again. But Assistant Education Commissioner Blaine Henningsen says they need to know how the pandemic impacted student learning. That's why it's so critical to collect student performance data on a standard measure of achievement. But teachers say they already know their students are struggling, says Pat McPartland, who's president of the Parkway Teachers Union. The simple answer for for the vast majority of, of our educators is this is a bad use of time. The state education department will not hold districts accountable for test scores this year. Illinois' education department tried to forego testing, but the federal government is requiring them. In some school districts, more than half of students are still learning remotely, but tests need to be taken in person. That means expanding bus routes, food service, and staff supervision to get children to school for just a few days. UMass Amherst education anthropologist Amanda Walker-Johnson says forcing kids into schools for the first time in a year just to take a test will only stress them out. It just doesn't seem to me to be the the environment that can properly test just testing. What you'll get is the impact, the effect of anxiety. The testing data is important to have, says Emily Cupito, managing director of St. Louis University's Prime Center for Educational Research, even if it's messy. It is definitely not perfect. It is not a perfect year. And I think we will have to have an asterisk on this year. But if we don't do it at all, we won't know. Like we were not, we're not going to be able to compare across districts. We're not going to be able to compare across years. The state education department will break down test results based on whether students were learning at home or in a classroom this year. That will offer valuable insights on this great experiment of virtual schooling. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri Department of Conservation is trying to attract more Spanish speakers to state parks. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the department hopes social media videos will bring in a new and underrepresented group of visitors. Varios factores claves a tener en cuenta al campar son la selección de la tienda de campaña, la ubicación y los preparativos. Department of Conservation educator Kayla Rosen is giving camping tips in Spanish in this video the department posted on YouTube and its Facebook page. Spokesman Dan Zarlenga says there's an increasing number of Spanish speakers in Missouri, and the department is looking for ways to make sure everyone feels included. We believe that the outdoors and nature and uh, fishing, hunting, all those kinds of things uh, have a universal appeal for everybody, and we want to engage as many people as we can in those types of activities. Zarlenga says the videos in Spanish are averaging 500 to 700 views, which is good for new content. Yolanda Lorge says targeting the state's parks to Spanish-speaking immigrants is a good idea. She's the president of Grupo Latino Americano, an outreach and advocacy group based in Springfield. These people, for the most part, 
you know, like to go to parks. To begin with, because so many of them came from rural areas, either Mexico or Central America, and also many of them, they like to fish, for instance. But Laura says just putting out materials in Spanish isn't enough. It takes a full outreach effort to a community to show an understanding and respect that goes past just the language. Zarlenga says the department is working with Spanish-language radio and TV stations and online groups to make those connections, and that it's too early to know how well it's working. It's just an effort to try to get uh, the toe in the water with this, uh, with this, but so we don't have a whole, a real structured way of, of gauging feedback as yet. Zarlenga says the department has a modest marketing budget, but they want to find ways to continue to get the word out to people in Spanish that they're welcome at the state's parks. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Jonathan pulled double duty and edited the story from Ryan. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We thank him as always. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.